Welcome to this Your Running Success episode with the amazing, brilliant Charlotte Jost. Charlotte Jost is a Danish-born American Grand Prix dressage rider. Charlotte's success story is one of earnest dedication, persistent optimism, and unbashed hard work. An avid horse lover from day one, she rode field horses bareback in her youth, but never received any formal instructor. As an adult, she shifted her focus into building a successful career as an entrepreneur and business owner, creating and growing the watch brand Skagen into a distinguished company that was later acquired by Fossil. Her most recent venture in this internationally adored Sunsafe athletic brand, Castell Denmark. Her joyful dedication to her horses, natural understanding of them as individuals and drive to improve herself and her equine partners have led to nearly immediate success. One of the world's few elite Grand Prix riders competing as an adult amateur, she was living proof that hard work pays off and it's never too late to start a new adventure. I have never met such an amazing human as Charlotte. I feel honoured that I got to spend an hour of my time with her and she really was a kindred spirit and really um, her the way she sees the world and the way she attacks life is something I really admire about her and really enjoy um, exploring. So I really, really enjoyed this conversation and I hope you enjoyed Enjoy listening to it as much as I did having it. Welcome to the Your Writing Success Podcast. My name is Natasha Ravtoff and I'm a Grand Prix dressage writer from Australia, author of three books and a leading online trainer of writers all around the world wanting to take their writing to the next level. I'm also a chocoholic, mother of two amazing children and obsessed with helping writers be all they can be. Each week, I'm going to be bringing you stories of inspiration, ideas and strategies of how to make real progress in your writing, and give you actionable advice on overcoming writing fear and anxiety, so you can take your writing to the next level and be the writer you dream to be. So let's get into today's episode. Thrilled to have you on the podcast, Charlotte. Welcome. Thank you so much. I've been so excited to be here. It's been, it's been, I've been looking forward for weeks. Excellent. I love it. So I guess the first question is, how did you get started? Why dressage? How did it all begin? Well, when I was a kid, I rode ponies. And then, um, and then I, you know, then I started the business and I had kids and then the whole thing, I could never kind of ride again. And then when um, I turned 35, my horse gave, my husband gave me a horse for our 10 years anniversary. No, oh, bless knowing. him. Yeah, I know. Not knowing what would happen. And it was, of course, completely the wrong horse. He was four years old. And he was, like, completely misunderstood. But um, I rode it for a little bit. And then I gave it to my daughter. She did Hunter Jumper. And then I actually started doing Hunter Jumper for a long time with the girls, with my two girls. That when oh. I was So we had a great time. And I had zero timing for the Hunter Jumper. I would like not be able to count and I couldn't do anything. So I never became very good and it drove me nuts. So then I was like, Oh, I'll start dressage then. Mm-hmm. So then I, uh, and then I, that's how I started dressage. So like at 42 or 43, I started dressage and, awesome. uh, and again, the wrong horse, but at least now I could ride a little bit. And then I just started there and just started doing, but then it was always after work and adult amateur people still remember me, you know, driving around with my trailer and my car and I do, you know, do your own grooming and all of those things I went through for years. And it was so, it was just after work and I also traveled a lot. So it was very interrupted. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love it. Let me, let me unpack the psychology. So you um, were very much, so back in school, what did you want to be when you grew up? What was the plan? I was, I always wanted to be a millionaire. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I always 
<laughs> Don't you dare apologize. It's like, perfect. It was not cool to say in Denmark. Because in no, Denmark, I it's like really socialistic and really so they when I said I wanted to be a millionaire people were like oh my god don't you want to do something for others <laughs> and, I, and what they don't get is when you become a millionaire you can do so much for others yeah so then uh, so I so that's what I wanted so I, I just wanted to find means to an end to do mm. that and I figured I could do whatever I wanted which is exactly how it kind of worked out so yes. when I worked all those years I have to say I I always wanted to ride I always mm. it was always my dream for all those years I had Skagen to start riding I mean it was so it was such a powerful emotion I would sometimes sit at my desk and I would just think about when I could start riding that is amazing incredible so, and I really I put so much passion and so much work into that company because one day I wanted it out and I always said to my husband, we need to have an out before I turn 50 because otherwise I think I'm going to, it's going to be too late for me to really, to get, to get somewhere with it. So and I was it always, so it was, was it the driving force, the money, or was it the driving force, the money for the horses? I don't ever think, you know, once you're in your business, the driving force is never the money. The driving mm. force is simply making it bigger, making it more successful, um, having fun. And, and uh, so I don't, it never really was about the money. And, and it, it, was, yeah. it was more about um, building that company up and then so that I could ride one day. Yeah, the freedom, the, the time, because you understood yeah. we need some time here. So you set the goal for 50. You hit it earlier, didn't you? I did it at 49, we sold. I told everybody, I went out and told everybody, I could barely ride. I could tell everybody, now I'm going to the Olympics. And people were like, yeah, right. But you were used to that. Your whole life has been people saying, yeah, right, and you're doing it anyway. So rock on. And then I started really riding. And uh, and then I got um, Nintendo, which has been a really, really great horse for me. And, uh, and then I, I really started, you know, applying myself on writing and I trained with Gunter Seidel for a year and a half and it was great. And I trained with, um, it was different people and it's been, and I've really, really applied myself and, uh, with the same zest as I did with Skagen and, and it's just been an incredible journey and it's been, uh, it's been so much fun with those horses. I just have so much fun with the horses. I just think it's such a privilege to be able to ride it's absolutely for me, I wasn't able to for so many years for so many so, years yeah yeah and it was such a big dream so to execute it it's just I'm appreciative every day yeah yeah okay so let me let me try and understand are you a competitive person was part of the business success just this drive to to win against you not to win against the world but just to be better to be better a better company a better product a better result and is that now in the writing like you straight away chose olympics it wasn't i just want to go for a little hack it was what's the biggest thing i can do here that bit i'll do that (laughs) so i'm just loving that i i can resonate with that so much so what's what is your nature what is your your wiring of how you approach your life well i think that is the wiring. It's just to uh, to win, and and with with Skagen, it was always about getting it bigger. Um, it, to the point that it became 
such a compulsion that you could never, yeah. I could never work hard enough to feel the servant of the success. So in wow. the end, you know, it was like a hamster wheel. You just worked and worked. And when, when I decided, when we decided to really sell the company, it was a Sunday afternoon, I'll never forget. I went out with my girls. We were to buy shoes. Yeah. And I went up to the counter at Macy's and there was the watches. And I didn't like the way they were displayed. So I disassembled the whole display and our nice little shoe buying thing became like this obsessive compulsive, taking all the watches down, building it back up five hours later. They're, you know, exhausted. I am exhausted. Everybody is just, and I could never relax. Yeah. And, uh, and then I was just like, in order for me to get out of this, I have to just, I have to just get out and get, get, get yeah. move on with something else. So yeah. I have a little bit of a compulsion of, um, nature in that, that yes. uh, you know I, I get I get compulsively competitive about things yeah. and then I, I just have to uh, I, I just have to do it and I will drive myself into the ground and, and everything for that and that whatever it takes whatever it takes yeah, so, uh, yeah with, the, with the horses I just have a lot more fun with the horses mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Psychology in it. I love that you always first of all you can't really be that compulsive you can't overtrain because you have to have them on your side yeah you cannot and you can't what because i'm a lot like you make it happen you can't make it happen on the that's a whole other world you can't make anything and it's like whoa i'm in disneyland this is a whole different world and sometimes it doesn't go that week that's like it's like Yeah, it's, 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 oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. So firstly, let's go back to when you sold the company. I love that you had enough awareness to go. I have to get out, out, um, because I know me and I know what I want to do. Was there sadness? I think I would have cried and felt, felt very weird for a couple of months. It was, it was weird. And it, you do feel sadness, but you know, you also, it wasn't like a short-term thing. It wasn't like a, mm. a spurt, you know. I had been in it for 23 years. It was very, yeah. very long. And it was, it was all-encompassing um, for so many years. There was never – we owned the company outright, and there was never ever – there was always so much risk involved in it when you own it outright. Mm. And it was never – you never could relax. So no. I was also very relieved. And it was also funny because – it was so uh, difficult, like I said, to feel the servant. But once you had sold the company and now you have the money in the bank, it was almost like a stick in the ground. Okay, I did deserve this because mm. somebody wanted to pay this for it. So it was almost it. like, in that sense, it was such a huge sigh of relief mm. that, that you didn't have to just keep on running against the clock almost. Yeah. What a gift. Okay, so we are in a whole new era. You've got the horses, you've got the freedom, you've got the time, and you go, competition hat on, I'm going to go to the Olympics. So was it hard to find coaches that were on side with you that went, yep, we can do this, let's do this, or did you get a lot of people going, that's nice, and and not really giving you what you needed? Mm, It was definitely a mixture. There was definitely Mm. people that were like, um this will never they were like yeah right and they will this will never happen and then there were other people that um I think kind of got me early on and were like oh 
maybe maybe if anyone can, you probably might be. Yeah, if, if there was to be one person, it would be you. <laughs> I love it. But there were, I would say that that, is def, that was definitely a mixture. And there still is, you know, there's oh, still sure. there, I still feel like sometimes I feel like an imposter, you know, that because so many people have spent a whole life just writing and being in the barn. And, and I try to tell them that, you know, I've also spent my whole life working. I just worked in a different mm. way, but it isn't that I haven't worked for this. You mm. know, I just worked differently. And you don't know, you, you totally understand discipline and commitment and um, being particular and all those other traits that you need. Yeah, well, I can yeah. try, you know. So, so in any event, it was, it's been definitely, um, it's, it, and then there has been, you know, of course, some kind of jealousy, but I'm, in general, I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel very uh, loved also on, on the internet and stuff. I don't feel like I get, um, I get like crabby people, you know, criticizing me tremendously or, or anything like that. I actually feel this is yeah. a very human, giving him community. Yeah. I, I love the community of horseback riding people. I think they're great people. And, and I feel very, you know, I just feel very comfortable in it. And if, yeah. I, if somebody does criticize me or does criticize others, I usually attack it head on because I hate mm. that person that, or I hate mm. that see them at the side of, a, of an arena, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they're clearly not doing well. And then people out there standing criticizing. I hate that because you don't know the story. Of the person, I love it. so true. It could be a horse that they rescued the week prior, and they're actually doing a great job with it, or something. So I always say something if I hear something, because I feel that this Rock is hard. It is perfect philosophy, absolutely. Yep. Okay, so um, you you've what what year was it when you said Olympics? What what year? That's when I said six years ago. So, so that was in uh, 2014. 2014, yes. Okay. And did you go, I'll be there at 2016 or were you planning 2020? I thought I was going to be there in 16. (laughs) For sure. I was like, oh, I'm going to be there in 16. And I was so disappointed. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Oh, my God, yes. I was so disappointed. And I remember somebody said to me, what if it becomes 20? Then I was like, uh, 2020, I was like, oh my God, 2020, I'm going to be way too old. That won't work. It has to be in 16 or nothing. And then <laughs> it was so hard. I was like, this is a lot harder than I thought it would be. And it looks, I know, you just got to trot on the spot a bit, do some skipping. That takes six months to learn, I'm sure. <laughs> It was so hard. I was like, okay, this is not going to work. So now, um, so, but now I feel like I'm actually, uh, I went to World Cup finals in Sweden in 16. Yeah. So oh, that was, awesome. That was and, and how was that? What, was, was that your first international? That was the first. I did Nations Cups, I think, in 15, but that was like the first really big one where, you know, the 15 best in the world are there. And I, I had warmed up with Edvard Galp in Rotterdam, which was like, I was so starstruck, but there at that, uh, at that, that was, you know, everybody was there and I was like there with them. And it was, I remember that was, it was, it was really crazy. 
It was really, yeah. really fun. So it was the first one where it was like a real event. But I also had a lot of fun with it because I felt like I felt like I deserved to be there. And then the other thing is that it was the end of it. It wasn't qualifying for anything. So I could just mm-hmm. relax and have fun with it. And I did. Mm-hmm. And I did really well there. That's amazing. Yeah. So it was, it was really a good experience. I loved it. Okay. So, so that was 16. You're like, oh, so it happened at the end. So the Olympics, okay. Definitely were you then like, bring on 2020. I've, I've got this. But at that point also I was way more educated and I, I was, uh, I, I knew then how difficult it, it was going to mm-hmm. be. And um, so um, I decided just to, you know, plug along and, uh, and, and, and get more experience inside the international world. Get mm. more and so then it became more strategically like pursuing and really yes. learning to ride. And, um, and, uh, and when you say the strategic, so obviously in your company, for you to build it from absolutely nothing to what it became, did you have mentors, coaches, people in your lives that helped you to do that? Or did you figure it all out on your own? You know, we had, I had my husband, so we had it together and we just yeah. kind of figured it out on our own. I feel like the customer, just as the horse, will usually tell you what they want. And then you just keep on doing more of what they want. And I feel mm-hmm. like the same with the horses. The if you just do what the horse is good at, and you praise mm-hmm. and you, then it 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 becomes very very. It becomes more cooperative. And I feel like in the ring, you just you need that cooperation because otherwise mm. I can't do the the test. So I yes. learned that you have to like. It's the same with you in the morning. You wake up and and you can't you can't you hate doing yoga in the morning. Now somebody forces mm. you yoga i mean you're going to be disgruntled the whole day but if you love yeah. to go on you go for a run and i feel the same with the horses so i always try to do everything they love to do every day or at least finish up on a good note and and then you know you sprinkle in a little bit of the difficult stuff for them and that mm. i learned by 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 the 16 i really knew that and i i was really having a good philosophy so that became my strategy mm. just to because I knew I had to do it quicker than others because I couldn't really yes. you know. So I had to this like really quick. I had to find a quick way of getting of getting good quickly. And yes. also on my side. So what be- how did you as you So sorry. Yeah, you go. No, you go, you go. No, no, I'm done. Okay. No, I'm just fascinated. Like you, as you said, you said you got to the end of 16, you went, well, I'm going to have to be very strategic. You understood, as you've said, okay, well, I'm going to, I don't have the time. I've got to find the quick way. I've got to find, you know, what mat, the the bits that matter. Like in business, we do lots of things, but what are the bits that really are the things that matter? And and I feel that you've done the same with the writing going, okay, well, what are those bits? So um, did you rely on getting strategy for someone out from other people or were you aware everyone's strategy is their strategy and I'm unique and I've got, I've got to do it a faster way and I'm going to have to get my thinking cap on and figure it, this new path out for me. I think it was a combination of, of the two. Um, first of all, I had, I've had, really, really great trainers, but I also have had trainers that I have not, then I trained with them for a year and a half. And I feel like a lot of people get stuck with someone. Mm. Um, and I couldn't do that. I, I was, you know, so I would train with someone a year and a half and then I'd have to go, oh, okay, I have to move on. Um, mm. 
and now I've really found a great uh, person that I've been with now for three years, and and uh, she's fantastic, and we complement each other extremely well. And it's not so often that we get sick and tired of each other. And she also she also recognizes that that I have my own method, but I don't think yes. anyone can do it on on your own. And she's no. a real horseman, and uh, and I'm that I'm that really encouraging person that to the horses so um i think that's a really that's a really good match so it's definitely a little bit of everything but i think the force the forte is to move on when it's no longer working Mm, mm. and And that yeah and that can be hard for some people like i would also think the things that you've learned in your business helped make those decisions you have to in business you have to make decisions quickly and you have to go with them and i think in in some other cases it it can be hard if people aren't used or practiced to that that they put off making the decision not realizing that that is in fact making a decision and staying with the trainer for however long and then they also get afraid of the horse then that they let other people ride the horse or uh so there's a many many pitfalls along the way and you just have to kind of stay the course Mm. and 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 then the other thing that I think is a that that I that I is a strength is I think it's it's easier to be imperfect at Grand Prix than to at first level. People always say, "Oh, Very I want to be at first level before I move up to second level." I'm like, when 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 did you when did anyone last time get a hundred percent? No mm-hmm. one ever gets. Yeah. It's much easier to be imperfect. At least you can say, well. I screwed up, but at least it was a Grand Prix, you know. Yeah, and- <laughs> I think a fifty percent Grand Prix is way cooler than a sixty-five percent prelim. But that's me. <laughs> it was a Grand Prix, and then you know you figure it out. So I also think that yeah, you figure it out. Going for it, I think. Mm. And yeah. that, that I- suck, and then they find excuses for not doing it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So let's talk about then horse choices. You were in 2016. Did you trust that you knew? So I don't feel I'm good at picking horses. I always get the black pretty ones. Um, And so I don't, I should not be trusted. (laughs) All black horses are bad mouth. I don't know why. (laughs) That's like, I don't don't even notice. (laughs) So did you have to rely on people to help you find these horses or did you are you do you have a good natural eye or how does that work i do not have a good eye and i do not have uh, good people to help me because everybody always wanted to make money from me so that has been yeah. such an hassle and yeah. uh, i have so many bad choices and um but and 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 i've been i feel like i felt like such a failure a lot of times because yeah. i feel like taking advantage i think that's the hardest part of everybody's just out to get you whether you're buying a fifty thousand dollar horse or a uh, five hundred thousand or i just feel like you know it's it's a very dishonest industry mm. and um, and that has been a very diff- difficult thing for me i've just been lucky to have had a nintendo throughout yeah and then um there has been, I had a team for three years, which was really good. And now I have a really good group of horses, but mm. it's been a very uphill battle. And I am a very, very positive, but also 
slightly naive person. I like to believe in people. Me too. All people are good, aren't they? That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and if they just aren't in the horse business and I don't know, then people say, Oh, the Danes are better. I'm like, I've had a horrible experience with the Danes. (laughs) And then they say, Oh, the Dutch are better. No. (laughs) Well, the Germans, the Germans are really, I'm still have faith in the Spanish people because I've never been there to buy a horse. (laughs) (laughs) But I love it. It's really difficult. And I feel like it's difficult for everybody. It is, isn't it? And even that aside, because I do think that's a huge part of it. And then even if everyone's being honest, it's a horse. They change, like to to make a decision about a partnership. We don't get married. Like we date. We we spend a lot of time going, is this the right life partner to walk this path with? But with a horse, you get one ride, maybe two, if you're lucky, three, and make your decision. Yeah, so and then yeah. they come, come over usually from Europe and then yes. so many, it's so difficult to manage the yeah. shooting, the, I mean, yeah. all the environment. I think it's, it's, it's really, really, really difficult, especially if you get one over that's, that is doing Grand Prix and is 10 or 11 and have yeah. had this owner. I mean, it's almost impossible to keep them sound and know yeah. how to manage them. It's extremely difficult. Uh, or then you can buy a five-year-old, but then, you know, it takes forever. Yeah, we don't have that time. There yeah. No there is no winning with that. It's just a very difficult. And, and I have just gone lucky with Nintendo. And then now I have Galaxy that's developing incredibly. And I have Botticelli that's developed. So now I all of a sudden have a little bit of streak of luck. Which Good. I'm so You deserve it. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you've got three horses that you ride. I have five actually that I buy. Five. Yeah. Five. Okay. So what does a week look like? You've gone from, I don't have time to ride. I've, I'm running my business to five horses. How do you spend your days? Tell us. I go early in the morning and then I go ride. So I sit on the first one at eight o'clock and then I, um, I ride them all very differently. Nintendo loves his trail rides. So I start with him. He needs to be ridden first in the morning because otherwise he will oh, get left. Yeah. So then I, for a trail ride usually and then I just ride him 10-15 minutes to keep yeah. him in shape and then I move on to the other ones mm-hmm. and uh, I'm usually done by one depending on if I have to do many many trail rides then I go home I check in on the business I do emails in the afternoon uh, I do usually uh, yoga a couple of times a week I go for a walk with the dog and then yeah. I just go over the next morning yeah yeah okay and do you just have a smile on your face. If I'm in Reno, I have product meetings. And, and I also yeah. do a lot of social media where, when, if I'm in Reno, we have a whole day every week of social media where she tapes me and we do little tidbits of, of things. So that can be, that's a little bit different when I'm up there. Yeah. So I work quite a bit with my Yeah, business. but so I'd love to know, do you think that you work, like, do you feel... I've worked this week or is everything you're doing, whether it's work, whether it's writing, whatever it is, is your life just amazing? Or do you go, there is 10 hours, is there five hours? Is there 10 hours? Is there 30 hours of work? So to me, my definition of work is the things I don't like to do. Like I am so not working right now. I am having a freaking blast. Um, Is that like it is for you? Do you sometimes feel though that your day is a little bit daunting? Yeah, it's terrified. 
Yeah, I wake up and... That's what it feels like mostly, especially like when I go to bed in the evening, then the next day seems daunting to me because there's just yeah. so many things. But that's that's as close to work as I get. I would say yeah. daunting is more the word yeah. than real work. I don't feel I ever work, but sometimes I just feel like it's it's overwhelming with all the projects in one day. And is that just our personality? Because we like so many things and we want to do that and that and that, and surely we can fit that in too. Exactly. I think that's just the personality and I wouldn't want it any other way, but it still yeah. gets daunting. You know, yeah. the day before, you know, you still kind of go, oh my God, if I don't sleep, please let me sleep well, because otherwise I'm just going to drag. You know that feeling. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> All right. So you've got some great horses now. Were you, um, were you in a good place for 2020 or the fact that it's been moved to 2021? Is that a good thing for you in terms of where your horses are at? You know, way I think I'm gonna I'm I'm trying out the Nintendo again he was in a really great place last year but he's still in a really great place it's going to be 18 next year um but he's in a great place I just had him checked by the team vet and he's absolutely perfect and going and uh and I'm doing a new freestyle so I'm very excited then I have the others but I'm not sure that they'll be um ready to do the qualifications next year but you don't know i still have a few months and both Botticelli and um, and galaxy are very very coming along very fast so you never know you know. What, what you never know whether they'll be getting a score in march or something and then going to europe mm. and who knows you don't know mm. Mm. yeah and do you think about 24 or have you given yourself any fixed ideas around when you stop riding or if you're going to be in 2050 I don't even know if that's an Olympic year but how do you goal set and how do you plan for your riding well what I have really learned is that the competitions exist in your head it's existing yeah so I feel like that's who you are competing with you're competing in your head and physically unless I fall off or you know knock on wood I, I don't feel like I have any limitations. I feel like I'm in great shape and, and I can, I, I can totally do 24 and maybe 28. Um, but so that's, that's exactly, that's exactly how I feel. And I thought it, I didn't know that it would be this way, but it is. Yeah. It's super. It's very cool. It is so cool. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, what would you say has been your biggest competition highlight? So far, when you look back at your career, what's been your favorite moment? Uh, my favorite moment has been the World Cup in Sweden and the Nations Cup in Rotterdam. And then I have to say the, um, the Central Park. Uh, oh, Central Park Russia was incredible with all those skyscrapers around me. And, and my daughter was studying in, in New York at the time, so everybody was there. So those were sure uh my best my best moments and I love Wellington you know and all the competitions there I think it's been so much fun to go there and and compete and meet all these people yeah 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 okay and for what about um because everyone listening they're going oh well this sounds all very magical and fabulous um do we have a competition where we came dead last we got eliminated it was just utterly so many <laughs> oh my god it's been such a nightmare so many times so the first thing i i always dreamt when i was i knew a festival of champions 
I always knew that. It was like, and back when I started writing in 14 was, uh, that was like the thing to do. Stefan, everybody was there. So I was like, oh my God, I have to go there. So I qualified on huge challenges. I had to go to Colorado with Nintendo. I just got Nintendo. And then I had Vitalis. I had to go to Colorado. And it was, it was snowing in Estes Park. And it was like insanely difficult to qualify, but I did. And I go there and I totally screw up. I mean, to such an extent, I can't remember. <laughs> the course I ride wrong course constantly on both horses, and it is it is just a complete nightmare. And up last, of of course, everybody's just shaking their head. See, see, we told her yeah. you couldn't do it, and there she is. She's not doing it. <laughs> I was just, I remember hiding in the stall because I was so embarrassed all day until I last. I was so. My throat was so dry from not having anything to drink for 10 hours that I finally came out. And then everybody was just like, oh, hi, how are you? Nobody even remembered how our heart screwed up. And that's when no. I decided that it never mattered. It didn't matter. I tried and I was doing it and I never had that attitude again. I was at, then no. I, one, one time I actually got eliminated from Central Park because I did something wrong. And, uh, and I have also, but I was the first writer, this is a good one, on Akeem, <laughs> on Akeem and Floyd. I remember that new FEI rule that if you wrong, wrote wrong course twice, you got eliminated. I was the first yeah. writer in the world getting eliminated on that. <laughs> Congratulations, Rockstar! <laughs> so I have had the worst time. So many, And you know, even now you look back at the years and, and in, in overall, it's been going really well. I mean, you have it's been an incredible dream. But then I look at individual tests along the way. I have many bad tests in between. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of a but Exactly. And it just sounds like a learning journey. And like you said, everybody has them, but normally they're done in prelim, as you said, because people start there. You just happen to do them internationally Grand Prix. But same learning. Same learning. We've all got to learn. Oh, it's like really important to learn your test. I thought it was just a guideline. <laughs> no, I have had, I'm the worst and I still cannot remember them, but I'm trying. So it's, it's just a big, it's, I have, and I still screw up constantly, but it's, it's all good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, I love least- it. And I love that you, you understood, like you, you went, Oh, it really doesn't matter because that's where I'm at. I'm like, it really doesn't matter. So how do you balance? I do this for fun. It really makes no difference and doesn't matter at the end of the day with it's still something I'm really like, because that's how I see it, but it's still something I'm desperately working for and I desperately want and I'm definitely committed to. Do you have that kind of balance? It's very difficult to do because Mm. if it's just all fun, then you don't have of the drive and if it's all um all serious and going then the disappointments when you screw up become so huge so it's a very it's a very it's it's something you have to work with yourself with all the time Mm -hmm. I feel like and you have to work on it and just make sure that that you that you do balance it and you do Mm -hmm. you do your very best but when it's enough it's also enough you know you can't you do anymore but it that's I don't think anyone has ever perfected that you know yeah because you and and you have to take the good with the bad and I get 
still super disappointed and, mm, and you're human. Yeah. Then you have to remember that things happen for a reason and you, maybe you don't see the reason right when you're in it, but you will later. Mm, mm. I so believe that. Absolutely. All right. So um, those who have had the opportunity to watch you train and compete often comment on your positive attitude and infectious happiness while in the saddle. And I that's totally come across today. So what is it about, you've mentioned about the horses um, and making them happy. And what is it that you identify with the horse or the dressage? Like why is it something that you were in ponies when you were a little girl and you're still in horses now. Just talk about what horses mean to you and and why you ride a little bit. I think it's such a privilege to be out there riding. And I just uh, think that you can really, you can, you can, if you really help them, you can get so much done together. And I I really love that aspect of it. I'll literally sit up there and they, you know, you spur them and then you, you pull a little bit the rain, you go, come on, come on, you can do it, you can do it. And they, you can just feel them. They're like, I don't want to, you know, and then you just, but you push them and you go, come on, come on, come on. And then all of a sudden they just go. And then, and I just feel it's so satisfying. And you get a horse like Galaxy that when he first came, you know, he had clearly been breeding and breeding and breeding and he didn't really want to go anywhere. And he had never been in a ring and, and he just wasn't really very motivated. And then to where I took him to this championship show and he just goes and he does, he went three days in a row, really difficult test. And he just tries his heart, heart out. And that's just, I mean, to me, it's just, I'll be forever grateful for those moments to this horse. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I make him, I make him understand that every single day when I get, and I also greet them, you know, when I see them, I go, hi, how are you? And you're so, so happy to see you. And they, I pet them and they are like so excited, you know, every day we're doing something. They're so excited. Then I try to do something that they like to do every day. And if they don't like something, I just don't do it with them. Mm -hmm. Like trail riding, Zaplin hates trail riding. So I just don't. So you try they like and what they don't and then you just do things with them that they really like so that every day is a fun day for them yeah and what is the schedule for a week do you work with them four days a week six days a week and are they out in the field or are they on a walker what's their general routine when they're up in reno they go um they go out in the on the grass every day here they just turned out an hour every day and then i work them um depending on what they like, like Nintendo likes to be written a lot every day. So I try to be on him like an hour and a half every day. They don't. uh, But then I just walk around, you know, and and pet him. And and he loves that. He loves the attention. But the others, they, um, some of them get anxious if they're out too long. So then I try to compress the time. So I really try to get to know each horse. Everything's individual. Yeah. Yeah. So that so that they're they that you they feel like that you have a good day every day and when you have the days where things are just not going to happen, then yeah. I try to do something yeah. that will work and then I just finish on that. Yeah, perfect. And then they go back with that sense of having and done something, an accomplishment. Like yeah. Galaxy was a good example. He was so tired yesterday, and then I just gave him an easy day, but then. Uh, in the end, I piaffed him a little bit, and, yeah. and I petted him and gave him a lot of sugar. And he went, to, he went up to the barn. Oh yeah, you know, I did something, and it was just 
two minutes of writing all together, you know, but he was yeah. so, he felt so good about himself. So, okay. it's, yeah, it was so, it, that's what I try to do every day. Yeah. And that's great. Shows, shows in them. Mm. Okay, so um, you sold your company at 49 and then got on the Olympic dream. And then somewhere along the way, you started a new company. Because when I started writing outside, in I got skin cancer. Oh, my God. And then I was like, yo, yay, now I can write at 11 in the morning and 10 in the morning. Mm. So I was like, oh, they're writing all day, really happy. And then I got skin cancer six months later. Now the wow. doctor to me. Oh my God, now you can't be out in the sun at all. You need to stay indoor. And I'm like, I was just indoor for 25 yeah. years <laughs> trying to do this. I'm now, I'm not getting indoor. And they were like, and then I tried to find clothing that would work and it just wasn't very pretty. But then I really, mm. I studied fabrics and everything. And then, um, I found this fabric, this double weave fabric that's so cool and, and neat to wear. And then I started writing in it. And then I was like, oh, I'm sure other people would probably like this too. And then Castell was started. And it's been a great, that's a great company. It's working yes. And were you, were you a bit more strategic about going, I'm going to start this company because I can see it helps people and I can see there's a need for it and I really want to do this. But I'm keeping my writing, so I'm going to make sure I hire more people in the the thinking part, so I I don't need to be as involved. Yes, that was for sure. And I'm not. I I promised myself I wouldn't sit in the office and and yeah. you know, eight hours a day and work. And so I really I really did. And that has also been difficult because um, the company hasn't grown quite as fast as Garden did, and so it's been difficult to to pace myself. But I have the best employees now, and we have such a good team, and I trust them so much and and I feel that in many ways they do a better job than I would ever have been able to so um so it's I'm very proud of, of the company so I would want it to be, have been bigger you know I would like it to be bigger but I'm not willing to put in eight hours a day in the office to make it bigger so it, it is what it is, it is and it's what it very is. successful it's it's a super company yeah. And do you feel that pull though? Like, again, talking about this balance, you go, I want it more successful, but I am aware of what, what that would mean. So no, it's okay where it is. And is it that constant pull? No, pull? No, that you have to play with. Yes. And then I also, sometimes I find myself getting impatient with the employees. So then I have fortunately have this great woman that runs the company. She says to me, yes, Charlotte, we are, we, we are all fully committed. <laughs> <laughs> she did say that to me the other day. I laughed so hard. She said, we're all fully committed. So if you want that, you're going to have to hire another person. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> all right, just get it done. <laughs> okay, we won't do it then. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so it's, uh, it's, and I don't want a big company either. So I no didn't worry. an extra person because I, I really, I'm very happy with the way it is. Good on you. Yeah, yeah, you're putting those fences in and you keep, you keep testing. No, 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 that's not going to lead to what I actually want, which is my time and my freedom and all that. But it would be cool, but no. It would be cool, <laughs> it's cool. And it's okay. It's fine because it's serving a great purpose. And, and it's, it's, you know, it, it, it's worked really well with, uh, with all my horse friends and everybody's yeah. wearing 
it's just it's just a it's a great conceptually it's just super cool yes it is super super it does it come to australia because i know in australia we do have the sun as well and and skin cancer is a big thing down here in australia yeah Uh, yeah so there are somebody that's wearing it over there it's going pretty well in australia that's amazing. Super. We'll make sure we get the notes and put it in the show notes for you all so um, you guys can get onto that. Awesome. Uh, do you have any sponsors you'd like to mention? Um, no, just my own Castell because I don't yeah. really – I still write as an, uh, an, as an amateur, so I don't really – nobody sponsors me. I yeah. Just, yeah. Is that a thing? Like I, we don't – we do have it in Australia, but – does that in at an international competition? Do you do you get separated from the professionals? No, no. Yeah, just, just because I like because I am an amateur. I don't. I don't. Yeah. And I don't make any no. money. So I just feel like I, I want to keep that status because it. Yeah. That is- it's such a shining inspiration for everyone. Going, oh, adult amateur means X. Whatever it makes it mean in their yeah. head, and it goes, oh, it just means Olympian. That's what it means. <laughs> I love it. I love. I think you're inspiring people all over the world and being a rock star uh, about it. I hope so. I really try, and and, uh, and I think there are so many great people in in this industry that it it it's really that has been probably the most amazing thing for me is the the reach and the friendships and the, yeah. all of that. So if I never get to the Olympics, I'm actually very happy with how everything has panned out because I yes. just. People a fun, and good use of your time, yeah. It's it's, it's just an amazing and the, the horses and I think it's an ama- has been an amazing venture and is and and I I wouldn't trade it in for anything, even not for the Olympics or anything. I just think people are so wonderful. Oh, that's amazing! Awesome. So, um, where can people find you on social media if they want to watch your journey and see you rock out next year in twenty twenty one? can go on my Facebook. I have an athletes page, Charlotte Jorst, and then I'm also on Instagram. And I actually oh. I'm active. So they can really yeah. follow and get to know all the horses and uh and my all my kids and everything. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Excellent. Is there anything else you'd like to share with everyone? No, I think we've covered everything. You have been so incredibly great. <laughs> you are like a shining light yourself. awesome all right well thank you so much for your time i'm sure everyone is buzzing after this podcast and can't wait to go ride and can't wait to go to their own olympics and um i really appreciate you taking the time yes wonderful day and thank you so much again pleasure to stay up to date with the latest content don't forget to hit subscribe to this podcast go on hit subscribe. I'd love if you would also love to leave us a review to help us how we could do better or make this even more amazing for you. And remember to follow us on Instagram at Your Writing Success and Natasha.altoff.